0: So the goal of living life on purpose is really one word, it's fulfillment. There's a lot of people that are accomplished in life. They got big houses, nice cars, great careers. On the outside, everything appears to be great. We've all seen people like this. They're at the top of their game. Perhaps they're um, senators, governors. They're at the top of their political game or corporate game or They're famous. They're movie stars or rock stars, but their personal life's a mess. And when I say their personal life, just maybe their health is a mess. Maybe their finances are a mess. Maybe their relationships are a mess. And you look at it and you say, well, man, they have everything I want. They, they've got everything. Why, why would their life not be perfect? But really, a lot of times achievement doesn't necessarily equal fulfillment. And so, you observe this a little bit and you say well why is that maybe they didn't start with the end in mind maybe they weren't going for fulfillment maybe they were going for achievement they were going for accomplishment they wanted to be popular famous or rich but they didn't know really the underlying reason as to why they wanted to be that so when you start asking yourself the deep questions i call it the five degrees of why which is basically you ask yourself or you make a statement, I want this, or I want to have be or do this, and then you say, why? Then there's another reason under that, and then you say, why? And there's another reason under that. And I've never seen anything go further than 5 deep, but really one or 2 deep will get you down to the real reason most people want that. And if there's a more direct route to getting that feeling or whatever it is, that somebody wants, it's actually a shortcut and you get there quicker. So stick with me on this. I was 30 years old, I became a millionaire. I made my first million dollars and I was lost. I had no goals beyond becoming a millionaire by age 30. And obviously the company I'm with, I was at the top position in the firm at that point, And I had put my head down and worked from age 24 to 30. And then I was there, I was stuck. I, I, you'd think I'd had everything. I, I was totally happy. And it, w- it was exhilarating for a minute to achieve that goal, but I didn't have goals beyond the goal. So I started thinking, okay, what what do I really, really want? What What would give me the sensation of fulfillment? Then you start thinking longer goals, bigger goals. You reach out way further. And you start thinking, okay, what do I want my whole life to add up to? What's my purpose? in my life not someone else's purpose for me not something that was expected of me assigned or given by parents or teachers or or some something like that maybe a mentor a coach what do i want what's going to make me happy looking back over my life many many years from now and so i started attending goal setting classes i went back to my Books that I read on goal setting and the chapters, and everyone had their different spin on it, and I liked a lot of it. I took little bits and pieces of all of it, and I put together something that worked for me. And it starts with writing your own eulogy. So, what do you want said about you at the end when your life is over and you're, you know, it's you're in your own funeral, you're at your own wake, and these. Beloved family members and friends have to try to overcome, you know, their their sadness and their, and their missing of you and the celebrating of your life and the mourning of your death. And they've got to think of what they want to say about what your life added up to. Doesn't it make sense that you decide what your life ends up being, don't you? Don't you think that it would make more sense for you early on, as early as you can in your life, Figure out what you want said about you in that eulogy. Write it down. And then kind of backwards and engineer a plan so that that's accurate at the end of your life. And so it's hard to do. It's easier said than done. But if you can do it, if you sit down and think about what you want out of your life, what you want your whole life to, sometimes it could be bucket list items. Sometimes it could be a certain level of achievement and accomplishment, net worth, whatever. Uh, Sometimes it could be a degree of happiness and fulfillment within your relationships and your family or your faith. It could be a degree of contribution through a charity. And you think about this, and what would the ultimate goals be? And you write them down. And this takes a while, everybody. I had to get away for literally a week all by myself, all day, every day. And I wrote and rewrote and wrote and rewrote and crumbled up my goals. I had piles of paper waist high on the floor, and uh, until I finally got down to what I wanted, it was several pages. I'm like, all right, this is too long. I got to narrow that down and narrow that down. And you know, I sculpted it all down to a couple paragraphs. And I said, okay, well, how do I get there? How do I get there? So you start with the end in mind and you get your eulogy written. You start coming up with a plan to get there and you, you, where do i have to be like when i'm 75 if this thing's going to be read at 100 or read at 90 or read at 110 whatever your goal is for how long you think you're going to live till also and by the way i would recommend you push that date way out because if you're going to read these things and repeat it over and over we kind of manifest as people what we want uh, our life to look like by re- repetition so if you're constantly repeating what age you want this thing read at you might want to manifest a later age so you get more life in there plus you get more time to accomplish and achieve your goals then you start backwards engineering this plan and some of it's a science like net worth and how much of something you get you you, you can backwards engineer it and use compound interest and and uh, that time value of money you can do all that stuff but some things it's more of an art you know the degree of happiness you feel or the degree of joy that you feel or the degree of healthiness that you feel um, or or how much faith you discern so whatever the case is there it has a lot more to do with an art than a science but you do a little bit of both and there's not an exact way to do this but then you you take these dates and you cut it, you know, in half. So if I'm, let's say I was 30 years old when I wrote these at the first time, and I think I wrote down age 100, and so I had 70 years in between the two. So my next goals had to be about 35 years out. So at age 65, where do I need to be to be here at 75, to be at this place at 90 in this eulogy read at age 100? Right, And then from 65, 50 sounded like a good age. And then 10 years out sounded like a good age. And then you break it all the way down. So when you start getting to five years or less, it starts to get very serious. You start to get emotional about it because it's within reach. And, and, and here's what happens if you do it this way. If you start with the end in mind and work backwards, when you get about five years out, you start to think, wow, I better really get after this stuff. My whole life depends on this. This isn't just a goal anymore. This isn't just, hey, this would be nice to have. This becomes so important that you start to get a little anxiety, you get energy, you get passion, and you feel something inside. If you don't, then you don't have the right goals written down. If you do, you start saying, wow, i got to get going, man. This is going to be great. And it, And it's a lot more than just an idea it's literally an action plan then you break your five-year goals maybe into your one year and then the upcoming year i follow it by the calendar just because it seems easier to just track everything calendar year by calendar year what do i got to do this year so that i'm on track to hit my five-year goals my 10-year goals all the way out so that my eulogy can be read the way i want it to be and it could be true These one-year goals, this is no longer a goal. This is a checklist. This becomes almost like a shopping list of what you've got to actually get up and go do. Uh, Everything has a sense of urgency with it. Everything has a deadline with it. And you take these goals, and they seem somewhat massive for one year. And in, in in the goals of material, you, you may have actually your income, your net worth, what you're gonna invest in, what's gonna cost you money this year, maybe some home repairs if you're redoing a bathroom or a kitchen or maybe your kid's braces or you're taking a family vacation. Everything having to do with money would be in this category called material. And you gotta factor in rates of return, you gotta factor in all these important things. What you measure, if you want to grow something, you got to measure it. So you can't expect what you don't inspect either. So as you look at your – if you never thought about your net worth, how are you going to grow your net worth? So this stuff is important to write down. And as you watch it and you look at it and you know where you want to be – you can start factoring how much you got to be saving, where you got to be putting it, what kind of rate of return you got to get on it. You have to factor in expenses because that's going to take away from it. So it gets pretty interesting and it gets granular, and you have to get down to the details of it. And uh, so do many other things. So not just this, but we've got other things like, you know, you've got your business goals. Your business could be your job that you have, your your business that you own. Uh, In all the details of it, all the measures and metrics of how you're doing in your business and how you're doing in your job, you got to factor all those things in there, too. Your personal development, your health, your education, things you want to learn, things you want to do would be in a personal development category. Family and social, those things, if your friends are important to you, what are the things you'd like to do and need to do with your friends? Is it Super Bowl parties? Is it? A weekly game night. What is it? You got to plan that in there. Family. Are you taking family vacations? What are you doing with your family? Are you having traditions with your family? That's got to be planned in there. How much you want to help them into their careers and with their kids? Are you going to have a date night with your spouse? Are you going to actually work on your relationship or just take it for granted and hope that it goes well? Your last category is your faith and your contribution. You know, and, and this could have a religious connotation. If you're religious, if you're not, that's fine. Maybe it's just your belief system and working on having a stronger belief and a faith and that things are going to work out and life's got plans in, in, in your life is fated. And if it's contribution, maybe it's the charitable things that are important to you and how much you want to give and how much you want to do, and that will give you a sensation of fulfillment also. So you break this one-year goal down into six months, and then you take the six months into three. Where do you got to be by March 31st to hit your June 30th goals? And, And then every time you get closer to right now, this moment, you should have more energy, more enthusiasm, more aggression, more uneasiness also. A little bit of desperation is probably in there. But the more you read this and the more you convince yourself you want it, the more you obsess over it, the more time you can assign to each of these categories based upon their degree of importance. Now, look, there's no such thing as something for nothing. Think and grow rich. The book says that. And the thing you got to give up for getting these goals is going to be your time, your focus, your energy and attention. And the reality is, all of us, if you sleep seven hours a night, you have 119 awake hours in a week to get these things done. So you got to assign these hours of 119 divided into these categories that require your time, based upon what's important. Then you then you then you just do it. You start working. You get start getting after it. You make a plan. Uh, you might be looking at this and you're really not a structured person. Planning and goal setting isn't your thing. And something like this could totally overwhelm you. You could look at your life and, and just be confused, be scared, and uh, not take any action. You're still going to wake up tomorrow. The sun is still going to set tomorrow. And you'll live your life. You'll exist. And when people ask you, hey, how's it going? You'll, you'll, you'll say, well, I'm getting by. Uh, but life isn't about getting by. It's about getting ahead and getting what you want and making something great happen. So I do want to challenge you that it's not good enough just to say, Hey, uh, I want to get by. Um, I want to exist. I'm surviving. You know, if you're listening to this, that means you have access to the internet and a podcast. I mean, you've got more than our ancestors have. You have so much more than so many people. And don't take that for granted. Uh, one simple solution for you, if you're not, if you're struggling with the idea of all this goal setting, you could start very, very small with your planning process. Make a little commitment that you're not going to go to bed at night without having your next day planned out. You could write down ten items that you need to get done the next day, and prioritize them in the most important. Number one would be the thing that moves you towards your goals in your life more than the others. There's a book called First Things First by Stephen Covey. He categorizes things based upon their urgency, uh, you know how important they are and how urgent they are. There's things that are important but not urgent, and there's things that are urgent but not important. You're going to have both those in your list if you do the daily plan, but the goal still does come down to prioritizing. It's not just having goals. It's prioritizing because because of human nature. We all know that we have a tendency to do what we feel like doing first. So a lot of times the things we feel like doing are the things we like, the things that are easy, the things that don't require a lot of work or a lot of thought, and then what happens is we're not getting anywhere with those goals. We got these goals, and we got these activities, and we do them. The end of the day comes when we don't get to the big stuff. We don't get to the important stuff. We don't get to the stuff that moves the needle. And if we want to have a great life, we need to start prioritizing better and starting with the end in mind, living our life on purpose. The class that I have and that I've created is called Living Life on Purpose. And the whole point is not only having big goals and big dreams, but it's the day-to-day, living that day-to-day on purpose and making the best out of it. So... This is a little overview of the class of Living Life on Purpose. I hope you give it some thought and you just start working on it. This is a work in progress. It's not something that you master and you achieve and it's done and you put it on a shelf. Here's my goals. I'm proud of them. Let me put them on a shelf. This this is a working, living, breathing document. So it's your life. So it's it's more than a plan or a business plan. It's a life plan that you wrote. And it's based upon your heart and your mind and what you want out of your life. So when you get up, and it should motivate you all the time. You should read it all the time. You can correct it and change it as much as you want. Heck, it's your life. But don't be in the habit of taking things off the list because you're giving up. Don't take things off the list and reduce what you want because you're going through a tough time. Make sure you write these goals while things are going good, while you're feeling good while you're in a good place uh, in your life. And that's the real you. When you're feeling good, that's the real you. And when you're feeling bad, and when you're struggling, that's your fear talking. So I just want to challenge you not to make any plans or any big decisions when you're down, because that's not the real you. The real you is when you're up. It's when you're feeling good. It's when you're feeling confident. And make sure you write these goals at that time. So good luck, everybody, at living your life on purpose at one of the workshops.